Turn to Psalm 100 and then Philippians chapter number 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Our thinking. We must be thinking right to be right. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You just think that you and I can come into the presence of God in church and worship God instantly, I'm telling you. It says, be still and know that I'm God. And yet in another, another word, it says we're to shout his praises. Make a loud sound. And then what? God speaks through the still, small voice. So what? How do you worship then? You worship in spirit and in truth. I was reading the one commentary tonight. He said that's our sole duty. To learn to worship. Worship. That's what we're in church for, to worship. See, an unsaved man cannot worship Christ. He must have Christ in him. You see. And so. But we are... To, we are strongly encouraged, if not demanded and commanded, to make a joyful noise. We dealt with the matter at camp this morning about the matter of being clean. And then let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Well, that's a full-time job, isn't it? Hmm? A good way to do it is just keep praising the Lord. And you won't have time. If you, keep your mouth, if you keep your mouth and your brain, your mouth and your brain praying all the time. Hello? Praying and praising and preaching or witnessing, you'll have little time for the rest of the activity that's not too smart. Or it's inferior. It's a lesser thing. No, we're obeying Scripture. We're to obey the Lord. And we, t- we got into that matter of uh, thinking about just uh, what, what is the other verses that we covered the other, the other day? Seek ye the Lord. Let's say it, okay? Say it together. Seek ye the Lord. Call ye upon him while he is near. Okay, what do we say about that? You're supposed to always be seeking God. You say, I haven't found him yet. Well, just keep seeking. Hmm? Some? Found him last night, but you say, I'm not in yet. Don't fake it. Just wait. Just keep seeking. Call you upon him while he's near. As I said yesterday, just say, Lord, I know I'm not saved yet. I've talked to you many times. I please speak to me. Please help me. Please save me. Please show me what repentance is. I'd like to know how, what it's like to be saved. Everyone else is enjoying something, and I don't have it. And it's Christ, they tell me. It's salvation, but I don't have you. Just keep seeking. Just keep calling. Just keep calling. He'll hear you. When you get understanding, you see, when you get understanding about what your call is all about and what your seeking is all about, then he'll make himself known to you. You'll be saved. Just keep calling. 
We ought to tell people we go out on the doorstep. We ought to say, you know, if, if they're not saved yet, we just keep ask, just keep praying and asking the Lord to get, open your eyes of understanding. If you don't see it yet, just ask him to help you see it. You know, just be playing with God. Say, I'm not saved, but I'd like to be saved. Please show me how. Well, I know how, but please do it. <laughs> and if God doesn't do it, you won't do it. Because you can't save yourself. He's the only one who can save you. So, that was the one area. And then we, we covered this matter of cleanse thou me from secret faults. Cleanse thou me. Okay, I'm going to try a couple of these. Since we're singing choruses and everything, then we'll get back over to Psalm 100 as the Lord would allow us to. But uh, go over to Romans just for a moment, and then we'll come back and we'll start singing the, the choruses here that we had this morning, all right? Look at uh, Romans 3. Romans 3. This is God's clinic. If you're going to be clean, if you're going to be well, you've got to go to God's clinic for healing. By the way, God's clinic is in Isaiah 59, 1 through 10 as well. And it's over in, I believe, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20. God's clinic. God has a clinic. When you're sick, you go to the hospital or the clinic. You ought to go to God's clinic. So look at it now. This is Romans chapter 8, verse number 13. Their throat, this is the sinner. Their throat is an open sepulcher. It's an open grave. This is Romans chapter 3, verse 13. Earlier it says there's none that doeth good, all have sinned. Then it goes on. Their throat is an open sepulcher. Their tongue. You know, every time you go to the clinic uh, or the hospital or the doctor, he says, stick your tongue out and say, ah. And they they use that tongue depressor and they look back at your throat and they can tell a whole lot about your whole body by your throat. What? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You should be singing God's praises until you know the God you're singing about. It's good for you. Then when you get saved, you'll know his, his songs. And then they'll really mean more to you. You should be reading God's scriptures until you come to know the God of the scriptures. You should be going to God's church until you know the Christ of the church. As we said earlier, we don't expect every one of you to know Christ while you're here at camp, but you've got to act like a Christian whether you are one or not until you become one. We don't fault you for not understanding yet. Just start what? Seeking the Lord and start calling. And he'll find you. Amen. He'll hear your cry. He's waiting for your cry. It says that he leaves the 99 and he goes after that one lost sheep. Thank God. And when he finds that one lost sheep, he puts it on his shoulder and he comes back rejoicing. I found my sheep that was lost. There's great rejoicing when, when sinners repent. When I got saved at the age of 16 at Central New York Baptist Camp, there was rejoicing, not only in my heart, but in the presence of the angels in heaven. And I've been enjoying it ever since. But I I went to God's clinic, and God showed me that my tongue wasn't right. My throat wasn't right. The poison of asps. By the way, it says, with their tongue they have used deceit. Deceit. No, your tongue should be used to tell the truth, not deceit. Deceit is of the devil. He's the deceiver, the destroyer. 
Lucifer. He was the beautiful angel at one time. But he, he started getting proud and he said, I will pull God off his throne. Amen. I will, I will uh, exalt my throne in the sides of the north. God said, you think you will. You and your third of the angels, I'll kick you out of heaven. And he kicked them out too. He didn't get the other two thirds though, hallelujah. Amen. The other two thirds are looking after us and going around and praising God and glorifying God and doing his bidding. They're called messengers. Oh, our tongue should be what? Praising the God. You need to learn to worship before you know the God who you are worshiping or trying to worship. We said what? You must worship him in spirit and in truth. What is truth? Thy word is truth. God is a spirit. He's not like we are. God is a spirit. Christ is in an immortal, be, uh, an immortal body now. Look what it says, the poison of asps or snakes. The poison of asps is under their lips. Oh, you check their lips and everything at God's clinic. Find out how their lips are. You know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Out of the mouth comes what? Both and out of the heart and out of the mouth. As a man thinks, finally it'll come out of his mouth. Right? If we, if we don't think right, our heart's not right, then our speech will not be right. It sure cannot be proper worship to the Lord. So look what it says. Whose mouth, there you go, now you got, you got the lips, you have the tongue, the throat, the lips, the mouth. Boy, a lot's to say about all these, isn't it, before it ever gets to the feet and all the other parts of the body. I'm telling you, the doctor, he doesn't go and check, he really, even a doctor does not check your pulse out first. He may do that, but he doesn't check it out normally first. He doesn't check, well, I know they do the blood pressure and the other before, so it takes the load off of the doctor if it's a nurse there. But to tell you the truth, the first thing they do is they check your, to see if you have infection, they check your throat. They do, your tongue and your throat. See if it's all got all these bumps all over it, whether it's all white instead of pink like it ought to be. God can check. You know what God does? He checks out what you talk about. Be careful, little tongue. No, what? Mouth, what you say. For the Father up above is looking down in love. So be careful, little mouth, what you say. Be careful, you know, all the other things. But first, boy, the mouth. Out of the mouth should come forth praises, not just for the younger campers, but the older campers and all of us campers. Amen? All of us. That's, this is good. It was good to give thanks. As I preached on Sunday, it's good to give thanks unto the Lord. And you know what else? It's good to sing praises. Isn't that in there too? I think. I don't know where it's even. Where is that? Does anybody know? It's in the book. Amen. It's good to sing praises. That was good for Pastor Hammonds to come over here and sing with his daughter. It's good for him to sing when no daughter's around. Amen. It's good for her, his daughter to sing if, if she's in the shower. Huh? Everywhere. We ought to sing everywhere. Right? If she's out there digging something or, you know, helping Jacob do something. I don't know what she does. She cleans the house. I heard about that. You, know, you, know, you, always, hear, you always hear the good stuff, don't you? Huh? You hear the good stuff. I haven't heard any bad. So you're just perfect. Jenna, just perfect wife. I haven't heard one thing. Well, why haven't I heard more bad than good? She's pretty good. And what? Christ has made her good. God's made her good. Amen? She knows how to make a bed, doesn't she? Huh? She knows how to clean a house, doesn't she? She knows how to cook. 
Huh? Yeah, you look terrible. How can you even walk with that state you're in? Huh? I'm telling you, and we should hear the good. We should hear the good. And by the way, if you're living a, a life that's pleasing to the Lord and honoring to God, you'll hear the good. Because what? Someone will say. You know why they'll say it sometimes? Because they don't keep as clean a house as you do. <laughs> or they just think it's the right thing to do, and it is. Okay? Bitterness. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. That's not, that's what Peter did. He cursed and swore and said he didn't know Jesus. That, that's not the mouth of a, 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 a surrendered believer. He was angry when he cut Malchus's ear off. And Jesus put his ear back on. He was troubled. He wanted to take his head off. And Jesus healed his ear, put Malchus's ear back on. Right there in the garden before he went to the cross. This upset uh, Peter. He, he brought the sword to do something with it. Defend his Jesus, his Savior. What did he say? Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. Lord, to whom shall we go? For thou hast the words of eternal life. Peter had something straight, but in that weak moment, he sure messed up, didn't he? And he cursed and swore. You know why he cursed and swore? Because when he was younger, he cursed and swore. Otherwise, he wouldn't have cursed and swore. You know why older people curse and swear? Take the name of the Lord in vain? I don't believe he did that. But I believe he cursed and he swore. But he was a fisherman. Because you are younger or you're doing it before, then you'll do it later in your weak moment. So it's better you never do any of that. Just keep your tongue clean for God. Because a lot goes, a lot, a lot tells, uh, is told about you completely by your tongue. By your tongue and your mouth. Okay, let's go on quickly. Your feet. Whose feet are swift to shed blood. Well, I would hope, hope you're not doing that, kids. Amen. All right. And then destruction and misery are in their ways. The way of peace they have not known. There's no fear of God before their eyes. Eyes. And then the know, know the thoughts. What about your thoughts? Check your thoughts out. Eyes. God's checking up on all these things. Okay, now go over with me to Psalm 100 now, okay? Psalm 100. That's, what ver- that's the one we're using for the rest of the week. Psalm 100. I say this psalm every day of my life. I say, well, does that make you better? Oh, yeah, it makes me better than I would be otherwise. <laughs> Amen? Amen? It doesn't make me better so I can say, I'm better than you because I quote a verse every week. No, no, but it sure makes me better. The word will clean you up. Amen? The word cleans us up. Prayer empowers us. Prayer empowers us. There's a lot of people that don't have a powerful life or a witness, powerful witness, because they have never learned how to pray. They read their Bible. The North is full of them. Where I come from, the North is full of people who's, who have a big head, and they've learned all the scripture, but they don't know how to get a hold of God in prayer. And they're a powerless people. They live pretty clean lives. Hey, they do. They live pretty, straight, clean lives, but they don't live powerful lives in reaching other people. You know why? They don't know how to pray. The Word will clean you up. And the Word, if you get in the Bible, it'll give you a message. But prayer will empower you. 
We're a prayerless people. By the way, it's good for you teenagers to learn to pray before you even get saved. I told you you're supposed to worship before you know the Christ who you're worshiping. You should go to church. You should give your money and tithe before you know the Christ who saves you, right? Hmm? So you should do all these things. I believe you ought to witness before you know. I do. I believe a person ought to witness and tell people you ought to get saved even if they're not saved themselves. We had a lady doing that Sunday, one or two Sundays ago. She was back there and brought a friend and a dear, rel- and dear, dear one's in the camp and got saved just yesterday. And she was trying to help, wasn't she? Wasn't that neat? I think she's getting close to get a salvation herself. She's helping someone else get saved. I got all excited about it. Good. You know, she was bringing her to someone else who knew the Spanish language. Praise the Lord. I think we ought to do anything that pleases God until we know the God who we're trying to please. I think we ought to give to poor people before we even know the Christ who's the giver of everything, of life and everything. So all our training is not in vain with you. We're, we're hoping every one of you get saved that are not saved this week. But if you don't, all oh, the word of God, it's, it's dynamite. It will work. And we'll get it in your heart through songs. We'll get it in your heart through preaching, teaching, whatever. And it will do you good when you're old, if you live that long. Amen? Or when you're a teenager. Or when you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80, 90. You might even live to be 100. I don't know. If you honor your father and mother, like I told you, I believe very few people live to be 80 and 90 years old who are rebels. And I told you that this morning. Very few live to be 80 and 90 years old who are rebels against their mother and father. So you say, well, I, I, I can't help myself. Just say, Lord, what do we do now? Seek you the Lord. Lord, I don't know how to obey my mom and daddy like I ought to. Please help me. Please change me. Hello, right? Call upon him. I don't really want to obey. And if you do, if you do want to obey, say, thank you, Lord, for putting it in my heart to want to obey my mom and daddy. Help me to do better. Huh? Help me to be more obedient so I'll live even longer. Wouldn't it be nice to live up? By the way, hey, there's a good chance. Listen to me. There's a good chance if you obey the Lord, you young ones, did you know that the lifespan is going up? Did you know that? If you really serve the Lord, you young ones especially, you real young ones, if you really serve the Lord, you may live to be 110 years old. (laughs) Wouldn't that be something? Walking along at 110, I'm serious. People are living a lot older than they used to live in America with medical things and everything and all these things and vitamins and everything else. They're living longer. You might, if you're really out of your mom and daddy, you might even make it to 115 or 20. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something to be that old? You'll think you're like Methuselah. Amen? I'm serious. I tell you, I think Methuselah honored the Lord and obeyed his mom and daddy. He lived to be 969 years old. But not one man ever lived to be 1,000. Adam lived to be about, I think, almost a, uh, 900 and some. Many of them lived 900 and some years. You say, well, those actual years, they were actual years. There are people now that live to be over 100. 
In fact, I'm hearing more about them now than I did when I was a boy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, I took some pills tonight. I did. Man, I want to live a long time. And you know what? They say that they say that doctors die first. Did you know that? Doctors die first, but ministers are a close second. Ministers are a close second because there's a lot of pressure in the ministry. I, I, I'd like to beat them all out. I was real good to my mom and daddy. I always honored my mom and daddy. I didn't do, I didn't do it perfect. Oh, man, I got my spankings. I got my share. <laughs> I remember some of those times, but I loved my mom and daddy and I obeyed my mom and daddy the best I could. Who knows? I might make it to 100 myself. I don't think so. But I might. With all this health care. There was a time in America when they only lived to be 30 or 40 years old. Now they're living to be, you know, 80 and 90. My Aunt, Aunt Mary and Medicare, medical things were not good. She lived into her 90s. My grandmother lived to be into her 90s. My Aunt Edna lived to be into her 90s. Now the men didn't live that long, but they lived pretty long. So honor your father and mother. And don't you want everything to go well with you too? Do you want to have all, I covered that this morning. I'm going over it again. Hello, don't you want everything to go well with you? And you don't have to, you don't have to agree with your mother and dad. You just do what they tell you. you. Say, well, I don't understand that. You don't have to understand it. Just do it anyhow. Hmm? Mm-hmm. And then when you're up and big and out of the house, you still have to honor your father and mother. But you really don't have to obey them. But you have to honor them. Okay. All right. So what do we have here? And by the way, if things go well with you, don't you think that this is a psalm of praise? It says so right here in Psalm 100. A psalm of praise. They said that they sang this psalm maybe more than any other, more, as much as any other psalm. They sang this hundredth psalm. This is a song. The psalms are the, are the, the songs of the Bible. They're scripture. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Everybody in every land is supposed to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Everywhere. Serve the Lord with gladness. You know it's a privilege to serve God. Matthew Henry said it was, but I'll tell you what, whether Matthew Henry said it was or not, it is. It's a blessing to be able to serve the God of glory. By the way, in this psalm, you know what, I, I kind of I, I got a different look at it as I was quoting it. And as you quote something all the time, it, can you picture with me just for a moment, just a couple minutes, and then we'll sing our, our song. Like we did, you know, cleanse me, cleanse me, cleanse me. God of glory, cleanse me. Cleanse thou me. And then we'll go through. i got a whole list of them here. we have a good time, okay? At the end here. But let's, let me say something. This matter of singing. Can you just for a minute, just give me, a, give me your attention just a couple minutes now. It says, enter into his courts with praise. Look what it says here. Go down a little bit with me. Psalm 100. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts. Courts. I don't know. I just get a picture. I get a picture of the king. King Jesus coming through the gates. Gates speak of entrance. Gates speak of, of entrance into salvation around Jerusalem. The gates speak of, of entrance. The walls speak of separation. 
Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. In other words, into his presence come with thanksgiving. As, as the king comes through the gate, offer him thanksgiving. And into his courts, as you go into the temple, I think of the temple, and you go into the temple, this is the holy place. This is the place where God meets with his people, where the Shekinah glory came down. Can you picture, have you, any of you ever seen the, the pictures in the uh, little uh, Bible, children's Bible storybook? And they'll have, they'll have the king way up here, way, way, way up here on his throne and many steps going down. I think about King Jesus. Enter his courts with praise. Don't just come any old way you want to come to God. That's why we ought to try to dress nicely when we come into God's presence. It's nice you young fellows in the back there. I'm not belittling any of you others, but it's nice that you fellows are dressed in, in, in a church, churchy type of way as best you can. Got it? Hello? That's good. Why? We're entering into his court. We're coming to worship. And, and in the Bible, there's nothing about come as you are. Now you come just as, you, just as I am in your sin, in need of salvation, but what I'm saying is the priests couldn't come to God like that. They had to be dressed in a certain fashion. And so we're coming into the presence. Can you picture this throne now? Can you just picture the throne? Here it is. We're coming into his courts with praise. What are we doing? Praise the Lord Jesus. Isn't he wonderful for dying for me? Praise his blood. Praise his sacrifice. Praise his person. Praise his power. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. And then what? Over in Revelation, thou art worthy. That song is so much more worshipful than other ones. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't use the other ones. But that is more worshipful. Thou art worthy. We're not talking to the cross now. It's an empty cross, too. He's not on the cross. He is risen. Amen. It just reminds us of what? The fact that he died in Calvary's cross. And it wasn't a pretty cross like that. It was an ugly cross. Amen. Thou art worthy. That'll sure do a lot more of getting God's attention and God's pleasure and be pleasing to God than these junky songs that are being sung today that are called worship songs. Not much worship about them. Not even scriptural. So get the good Bible songs and learn them. Aren't these choruses good? They're scriptural. I was trying to do Psalm 100. In the shower, I was doing pretty good. And then I got out. Then I walked around, got a cup of coffee, and then I, I came back. And, oh, I started, I, I started to get my tune again. Maybe by Friday, I'll have it. I'd rather get it by tomorrow so we could do something tomorrow and the next day. And maybe you'd know. But, it, you know, it says make a joyful noise. If it's make a joyful noise, it ought to be a joyful song. I don't know if this is, someone said this must be a Negro spiritual. I don't know if it is or not. I have no idea. But I know one thing. I put it down a long time ago when I was out walking in the snow. And I want to do it right now, okay? Because what? If we come to God's clinic, what do we need? We need to be cleansed. Okay? We need to be cleansed. We need to be washed. Washed. Before you have surgery, they wash you good. I know I used to be working in surgery. You have to put that betadine all over you clean you up good, suds you all up with Fisahex or Betadine 
that stuff, I know. And then you have to do your hands, the doctors, and come in there clean and grab the gloves the right way and put them on like you're supposed to. I, I've done all that stuff. Why? You've got to be clean. Can't get any infection in the wounds. When we come into God's presence, when you come in clean. Clean! Cleanse thou me, wash thou me, save thou me. Boy, you're really, you're really cleansed when you're washed. I mean, when you're saved. When you're saved, you're cleansed, and you're washed. Then bless me, use me, search me, O God, and know my heart. Help me. We all need help, don't we? Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Isn't that in there? But then over in Psalm 19, verse 12, it says, Cleanse thou me. Cleanse thou me. That's the words that we're going to use. And then what? Forgive me. We need forgiveness. If you're not saved, you need forgiveness. Okay? Then what? Love me. Oh, we need God's love. It wouldn't hurt you to ask God to love you. Amen? wouldn't hurt that. We all need God's love. I told you the other night, that's why I got saved. I wanted someone to love me when no one else would. And he did, and he does. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Heal me. We need healing in our soul. And if you, were, if you were real sick, you'd want some healing too. Strengthen me. Guide me. Keep me. Keep me. We, we know he's going to keep us, but still we ought to say, Lord, keep me. Keep me from evil. Keep me close to, the, to thee. Guide me. Oh, do we need? Guide me, O thou great Jehovah. Well, let's sing it, okay? And then while you sing this, as you would sing this, Psalm, enter into his gates with thanks, uh, courts with praise, and be thankful unto him and bless his name, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, his truth endureth to all generations. They sang this over and over and over and over. God made him and everything. Or right, let's just sing that then. Cleanse me, cleanse me, cleanse me, God of glory, cleanse me, cleanse thou second one. Wash me, wash me, wash me, God of glory, wash me, wash thou me. Save me, save me, save me, save me, God of glory, save me, save thou me. We're saved, we need to be saved from a whole lot of things. Saved from ourself. All right, let's sing the next one. Bless me. Bless me, bless me, bless me, God of glory, bless me, bless thou me. Who are you talking to? You're talking to God. Very worshipful, isn't it? You're saying, wash me, wash me. We need to be washed. We need to be saved. Lord, save me. If you're not saved, just say, Save me. Go around singing that all day until you get saved on tomorrow or tonight or in the morning. Just go around singing that. Save me. Let's do it again, okay? Save me. Save me. Save me. God of glory, save me. Save me. Let's go on to the other ones now. Use me. Use me. Use me, 
God of glory, use me, use thou me. Search me, search me, search me, search me, God of glory, search me, search thou me. Did you know this is very pleasing to God, what we're doing right now? Did you know that? True worship pleases God. We need to have our hearts searched. It's good for us. Do you sense his presence? If not, something's wrong. I, I sense his presence. Let's sing the rest of them now. Help me. We sure all need help. None of us are able to do it on our own. Help me. Help me. Help me. God of glory, help me. Help thou. Directing your prayer now to the Lord as we sing this. All right. Purge me, purge me, purge me, God of glory, purge me, purge thou me. Forgive me. We all need forgiveness. Even after we're saved, we need forgiveness. But if you're a sinner and you're still lost, you need forgiveness of all your sin that would condemn you. But even we as Christians, we all sin. He this without sin, let him. It's, uh, it says cast the first stone and so forth. But in other places it says that uh, we don't live without sin over in First John. Right? So we, we need forgiveness. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. God of glory, forgive me. Forgive thou me. Love me. Love me. Love me, God of glory, love me, love me. Heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me, God of glory, heal me, heal thou me. Strengthen me, only have three more. Strengthen me, strengthen me, strengthen me. God of glory, strengthen me, strengthen me. Guide me. Boy, we sure need guidance. Guide me, guide me, guide me. God of glory, guide me, guide thou me. Keep me, keep me. He does save you when he keeps you after he saves you. Keep me, all right? Keep me, keep me, keep me, God of glory, keep me, keep me. All right, let's sing Save Me three times, okay? Because that's what we want on the hearts of those that aren't saved yet. Three times we'll sing Save Me, and then we'll be through. Have prayer and go home, okay? Save me, save me, save me, God of glory, save me. Save me, save me, save me, God of glory, save me, save me. One more time, that'll be it. Save me, save me, save me, God of glory, save me, save me. Well, that's easy to sing. We need songs that are easy to sing and still worshipful. Amen.
Amen. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. What a blessing. So that's, that's, that's good when you, your young men have come in here and, and given their testimonies or give a devotional testimony, whatever. And then the girls singing and everything. And this is good. We preach to, for the glory of God. We sing to the glory of God. We, we do everything for the glory of God. Our whole life, we don't belong to ourselves. We didn't create ourselves. We weren't able. So he owns us. Why don't we act like God owns us? Say, Lord, what would you have for me to do today? Father, bless us. Make us a blessing. Thank thee for thy wonderful word. Do bless it. Dear God, cleanse us. We pray that we go to God's clinic. Dear God, each one of us, and especially for those that still don't know the Lord, may they be saved even tonight, <clears throat> soon. And we thank thee for the wonderful working of thy spirit in our midst. How wonderful it is. We give thee praise, Christ's name. Amen.